Hello, friends. Howdy. This week, the fiends watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh. So, guys, uh, we are fresh out of Quentin Tarantino's ninth film. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, dude. Just like any review we do, right? Fresh off the boat, fresh off the viewing, especially for a movie. Yeah, that's exactly. We guys literally just saw it. It's Thursday. 4 p.m. show, mm-hmm. just got out, back to the studio, sit down in the chairs, hit record, and talk about the movie. Yeah. I literally don't know what past thought. Past does not know what I thought about the movie. We don't know. We do not know, and that's a rarity. Yeah, we, we sat next to each other. We don't know. We're usually like texting each other if we see a movie. Dude, that was yeah. fucking sick. Like, so I don't know. No idea. But this is one of the biggest movies of the summer, no oh, question. Without a doubt. Hyped, marketed. It's just people have been, you know, amped for this movie. Yeah, patiently waiting, right? I mean, yeah. There's been, since last year when there were those, uh, you know, photos came out <clears throat> of him redoing Hollywood Boulevard for the shot. Yep. And yeah, dude, it's Tarantino. <clears throat> I mean, of course, you're going to be amped. Yeah. You're going to get a huge following. You're going to get a bunch of people that have just... Waiting to suck the teat of the movie. And you have Brad Pitt and Leo, which are two of the biggest actors ever. So Absolutely. you put them in there, and then you get Quentin Tarantino, who's only made nine films. He yeah. takes a lot of years in between. And it's a recipe for success. So this oh, yeah. movie will, will, without a doubt, make money. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. And I don't know. I guess we'll jump right into it. I think we kind of have to, man. I yeah. mean, we. Uh, this is a movie where the runtime listed is an 160 minutes, right? Two hours and 40 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's about two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah, and it, honestly, it felt a lot quicker. I didn't feel the effect of a long movie. No, it felt, it felt you know, natural. It felt like a yeah. natural movie, yes. man. You know, it definitely did not. But that's how Quentin Tarantino does mm, it, right? Very that's good how, point. That's how Quentin Tarantino kind of does it. And Glorious Bastards oh, yeah. did not feel like that. No. Django did not feel like that. And they're all two hours plus. Yeah, So <clears throat> they're over the average movie time. But yeah. with this one, I really didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. because I heard a lot of things that this was Quentin Tarantino's like, you know, love letter to 50s and 60s Hollywood. Right. This was his kind of childhood wrapped mm. up in a movie. Yeah. And we uh, we we were literally born 20 years after this movie takes place. Right. So it's not our time. Nope. Not our time at all. It's our parents. So, yeah, exactly. You know? So yeah. I was a little worried about is it going to be too much uh, you know, removed from us is yeah. it? Is it gonna? Is it gonna interest the younger generation? Right. You know, because you can go to Inglorious Bastards takes place. You know, World War Two forties, but it doesn't matter. It's such an epic World War Two. Yeah. Everybody knows Nazis. It's it's you know it's timeless. Happening. You know, yeah. this is so specific. It's in <clears throat> one place, and it's a certain time period. It's over the course of three days. It mm-hmm. takes place. February 8th, February 9th, 1969, and then goes flash flashes to August 8th, 1969. Yep. So it's three days, um, and you could say three specific acts. It's broken down For that sure. way. Without a doubt. And it, it starts off, you're introduced to Rick Dalton. Yeah. Um, and if you guys did watch the trailers and you did watch all the promo shit, you knew a lot about this movie. Oh, yeah. And they showed a lot of scenes in this movie. Yeah, you had the idea that <clears throat> Leo was playing, uh, he's an actor, yep. and they say the stuntman, and yep. they show Brad Pitt. Yep. Um, so we're introduced to him and seeing where he is in his career right now. Yep. He's trying to find, <clears throat> it's almost like he feels washed up. He still has work. Yeah. Right? But he's just not the leading man that he thought he was going to be. No, it's an actor on the decline of his career. 
And right. what you knew about it was that it was an actor, a stuntman, in the, and he's kind of on the backbone of his career, and that it's set against the backdrop of the Manson murders. That, mm. that was kind of the basis around it. Right. But I knew going in that the Manson murders were going to be 10% of it. I'm with you. I'm I just totally knew it. I knew yeah. it wasn't going to be. And I'm not saying it was something that was a mystery. No. But you don't know if it's going to be half the movie's going right. to focus on, you know, Charles Manson and the the ranch. You don't, you just don't know. Right. But I just had the feeling that it was way more focused oh, yeah. on Brad Pitt and um, Leo's relationship right. and his career in this and, and that. And it's when it came out <clears throat> a few weeks ago, whenever it was. I forget exactly when it was. But... When it was kind of revealed that, oh, well, this is how it's related. They live next to Shannon Yes, Tate. it was when the last oh. trailer came out with Leo in the pool and it went back. And I said, that's a cool connection. Yeah. I said, that's cool. So Leo lives next to Roman Polanski and right. Sharon Tate. That's pretty cool. And we all know the Manson murders. Of course. We all have researched them to death. We Without know what happened. Mm-hmm. We know the backstory, what happened after with the trials mm-hmm. and, the, and the three Manson chicks. We know all that. Oh, yeah. But to to intertwine that with whatever story he wanted to tell is cool. So I'll mm. give him respect for that because that's a cool idea. Let's right. take a little bit of the Manson murders and let's kind of intertwine it with 1960s Hollywood. Right. So that's a just before the movie even started, I'm with it mm. is what oh, I yeah. mean. I'm with it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm geared up, ready to go. It's just it's Tarantino. It's everything we said. Actors that we love. And the movie starts and we're in. And I know it's going to be a little long, but that's why I keep harping on the fact that I just never felt that. When I left, I'm going, oh, shit, it's over. Yeah. I really, I I was dug in. We're obviously going to get into breaking it down. Um, But what would you say... Well, do you want to go in chronological order? Is that what we're going to do? What, yeah, I was just saying, yeah. I was. We were all talking about pre, so I was just saying yeah. that I was down with the story. That's all I was saying before you yeah. said I was saying I was down with the Charles Manson 100%. mixed in with 60s Hollywood. I was down with yeah. that. But like I said, we didn't live in that time. Right. Um, so Quentin Tarantino was born in 63. So mm. he's six years old when this is going on. Right. And he was obviously, he said it a thousand times before. Uh, like in the movie Cable Guy, how Jim Carrey was like raised by the television, right? Like that's Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Quentin, Tarantino Quentin Tarantino was raised by TV. Yeah. He was the kid in front of the fucking TV watching all this shit. Oh, yeah. And he's always loved spaghetti westerns. So, and he's mixed it into his movies. Mm. But he's never made a spaghetti western because no. they were in the 60s and early 70s and they're just out of style. No one makes these yeah. spaghetti westerns anymore. No, 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 no. Even when westerns come out now, they are serious, suspenseful, dramatic westerns. Right. So, but that's the time he, he grew up. Oh, and so, it's totally, I mean, it, like the, the term love letter. Yeah. Oh my God, dude, his love letter to spaghetti westerns this that's like majority of let's say half the movie is showing leo playing the characters that he liked growing yeah. up right and it's that's a, what's just on screen yeah he it's almost it kind of felt a little bit like it was an excuse to make as close to a spaghetti western as he can because it's almost like he focused more on the fake tv shows and fake movies that were going on than he did the actual movie Mm. And you got to give it respect for the production design and the costumes and the sets and the cars and all of that shit. Oh, yeah. Because he nailed it. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. For you listeners, I lived in California for three years. I lived right on Hollow Boulevard. I went to the arc light cinema that Mm. lights up in one of the fucking scenes. I've seen how different it looks compared to what this movie looked like. Mm -hmm. Every day I drove drove those streets, man. And you would never be able to tell... 
that it's changed. You are transported to 1969, so I have to give it credit. Mm -hmm. Everybody, not just him, because it's not him doing right, all right. that. It's all the production people doing oh, that. Oh yeah, millions of man hours. So I gotta give them props for that because to to transform mm -hmm. Hollywood to back to 1969, yeah. that's a, that's a hard task. That's a lot of work. That's a hard task, and for them to do it, whether it was practical, mixed with CGI, mm -hmm. whatever, however certain signs or things that they did, I'm not sure. I'm sure yeah. more will be revealed as right. the featurettes come out and oh, this yeah. and that. But just from coming right out of it, there wasn't one thing where I looked and said, ooh, that doesn't look 1960s. Right. Everything looked like it belonged in the 60s. I'm always blown away with um, big groups of cars on a highway. Yes. Because, I mean, look, I'm sure it's as easy as it sounds, or it's as easy as closing down that part of the highway for production. That's not easy. It's, no, no, I'm joking that oh, it's easy oh, as oh, it oh, sounds, yeah, right? Yeah, to yeah. just, yeah, shut it down and do it. And it's like, fuck, dude, there's so many highway scenes during the nighttime and the daytime in this movie. And I'm just always looking to see if you're going to be able to spot a car. Of course. And of course. They, they nailed it. Yep. And with the advertisements and like some things, and I, and I feel the worry, and I know exactly what you mean about, are we going to feel out of touch with it because it's 20 years before we were even born? Yep. There's, there was a lot of things I had never heard of, but then there was yeah. a lot of small things I remember from just from like from my parents. Yeah, like Lady in the Sea in the Sea. Like there was always a joke about Lady in the Sea Matt from another okay. other movie, and um, that's what's on when uh, Brad on Pitt the marquee. Goes to, yes, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh shit, okay, Lady, and I've never I haven't seen that mm -hmm. or heard that title in yep. 15 years. Yeah, so all for these sure. little things, it's like I can't wait to see what does come out after this weekend when they have screenshots and people break things down yeah. of advertisements because it's probably 100% accurate. Well, speaking point. of the advertisements, I we're like 45 minutes into the movie and I'm going, the amount of radio advertisements that were being played, I was sick of it. I'm going, Quentin, <clears throat> you're focusing more on these radio advertisements and the music that these these characters listen to in the car right. more than the story yeah. dude it's he and i know we we could be we could jump around a little bit but to me this movie felt like a failure mm. this movie to me felt like a failure i right now i didn't like it i'm coming out of this right now i did not like this movie wow interesting did not like this movie <clears throat> no nope. just in general did not like okay. it okay did not like it All right. walking out of that theater i'm going wow for Quentin Tarantino, the maker of yeah. Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Inglorious Bastards. Throw Django in Django there. Unchained. Yeah. Dude, are you kidding me, bro? Are you kidding me? No. To me, no. With all the hype around this, I'm walking out of it. I don't like it. I'm, it wasn't a bad movie by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not my cup of tea. Right. We're an hour and a half in this movie, and I'm just going... Where's the story? Yeah. There is zero, Mikey. I mean, zero story with this movie. That's the. I don't biggest, care what you say. No, that's the movie's biggest drawback. There's is, no story. There is no story. Literally, no yeah. story. The only thing that really saves it is the lead actors yeah, well, because you love Brad. Yeah. Leo did phenomenal of with course. having to play an actor, and yeah, but it many was other things story. save it though. <clears throat> what I'm saying is everything else saves. Everything else is great. Yeah, there's that's, a lot of great. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Is everything's great. I'm I am saying just the story. Like just we were talking about the 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 cars, yeah, the streets, production value. The, yeah. Everything saves this movie. Mm -hmm. If the story guys, if you're fucking writing a movie, what's the first thing you write? You write the fucking story. Mm -hmm. You're writing an outline. You get a character, he has a goal, an objective. He or she, guys, I'm just saying. Right. Has it has an objective, and then they meet obstacles and they either meet that objective or don't meet that mm -hmm. objective. That's right. it. This did not have that to me at all. Yeah. This, the, the, and Quentin Tarantino is so good with stories, multiple stories, yeah. connecting. This felt, 
okay, I'm going to write a love letter to 1960s Hollywood and spaghetti westerns, and I'm going to get to cre- recreate all these old sets that I watched when I was a kid, and I'm going to get to 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 play Hollywood. I'm right. going to get to play a director in 1969 mm-hmm. that was directing spaghetti westerns. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. It felt like he's at a level right now where he can do anything he wants, mm-hmm. and this felt kind of lazy in a sense where the only way he's connecting these stories is ge- is geography. They live next to each other. That's it. Yeah. You go back to Pulp Fiction— Everything mm. else connected these oh, yeah. stories, bro. Genius. This was oh, they live next to each other. Yeah. Really, QT? That that's your big connection is that they live next to each other. Right. Give me a fucking break, bro. Yeah, it's not like they had uh, Sharon Tate be involved with Leo or Brad's characters anytime before the last five minutes of the film. So there's yeah, just well, really they no... see them, yeah, but living next no, to no, each that's other. It. There's no interaction, no nothing, no trail. Yeah, that's it. You're when right. you connect other Quentin Tarantino movies, and especially Pulp Fiction, because if you guys don't know, a quote came out a month ago that this was the closest Quentin Tarantino has come to replicating the feel of Pulp Fiction. So you right. say that, and I go, okay, you're putting this fucking thing up. Oh, yeah. When you're talking about intertwining stories, right. specifically. And yeah. this didn't have it for me, man. I right. love the acting. I loved Leo. Leo was so good in this movie. Oh my god! From the little stuttering um, idiosyncrasies yeah. that he, that he's doing in the beginning of the movie, and right. he does all the way throughout, and the the alone monologues that he does, the one mm-hmm. in the trailer, the one where he's at his own bar, all all these acting scenes that Leo can shine. He did. He's a great actor. Yeah. That's no surprise. Right. But when I leave a Quentin Tarantino movie especially in Glorious and Django, because they are recent ones that mm-hmm. I saw in the theater, right? Right. I'm not saying Pulp or Reservoir. No, I'm no, saying no, like no. when we were older. Recent Tarantino films. 100%. Yeah. And like, obviously there's the Hateful Eight, but the Hateful Eight was kind of a misstep. Everybody kind of says it, and I was never a Kill Bill fan. Right. But in Glorious and Django, when I left that theater, I said, holy shit, if I could go home and buy this movie for $100 and rewatch, I would right now. And when I left this one, dude, I, I really didn't feel like it. Mm. I, when I walked out of this theater, I didn't go, I can't wait to watch this again. Right. What about you? I'm with you on the story. I felt like there was no story, and that was the biggest thing. Oh, no, that sorry. I, I meant when you walked out. Were oh, you yeah. saying well, I want to rewatch? I'm about to say that. Oh, okay. So yeah, say that's, that's, my, that's where I'm agreeing with you on that. But I did like it, but I'm not jumping. Like, I had way higher expectations than they were met. Okay. My expe- expectations were super high. And, uh, that's a good way to put it because Django left the theater. Fuck yes, this is a Tarantino okay. film. Hateful Eight, eh? It was okay. Yeah. I like this a little bit more than Hateful Eight. Yeah. I know, but you didn't answer my question. I'm saying when uh, you no, no, left no, no, here, were no. you like, oh my god, I can't wait to rewatch no. it? Right? No. And with a QT movie, it's That's like a rare. Scorsese movie. Yeah, is what I'm trying to say. Where right. that always happens. You right. leave Departed. You leave all oh, these yeah. movies. You're like, I can't wait to rewatch. This did not hit me that way. Yeah. It really didn't. The ending, which we'll get to, yeah. was awesome. You oh, heard yeah. me? I was fucking... La- Dude, I was like... I loved it. Yeah, yeah. That last 15 minutes was great. Best part of the film. Not gonna lie. That yeah. was amazing. But I knew it was coming because I'm going, Quentin, no violence, right. no suspense, mm. no thrilling moments. That's not Quentin Tarantino. Right. Those three things always happen in QT's films. Yeah, Always a, happen in his films, and they weren't happening the whole movie. I'm going, what the fuck, Quentin? Right. It's not, it just didn't feel like a QT-style film. There was no suspense. Yeah. There was no, 
and obviously I'm not saying I need the violence, but yeah. that's a stereotypical feature. He might be the most famous director when it comes to violence. You oh, might be like, yeah. wait, okay, violence on screen. Oh, Quentin. Oh my God. Yeah, Every sure. one of his movies are crazy, bloody, splatter, oh, yeah. like, but in a cinematic way where it doesn't disturb yeah. you, right? It's yeah. not like Scorsese heading a vice. Right. It's fucking crazy blood. Like you watch Django, you're like, oh shit, you're watching yeah. Glorious. You can watch all these scenes. It's not, he does it in a very cinematic, stylized way that right. makes it edible for the masses yeah look at reservoir dogs right there's a couple yeah, things in there that's that probably like, the most realist though yeah like that, but even you know still you're not like grossed out because they don't show the ear getting cut you know yeah, what i mean but yeah. like oh but no. yes that's that's i was a saying reservoir is yeah. probably the most because it was like low budget and if he, that's yeah. like where because yeah. that they say that's like his most like controversial disturbing scene that is people say scene. is the torture scene in reservoir dogs yeah that's the only reason why i why i say that i was more disturbed by the rape and pulp well there you go um, but, but yeah, I, I, I know I, what you mean, dude. I, I knew he directed it. Like I know Quentin Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino directed it, yeah. but not for the usual signs of a Tarantino film. If that, if that makes sense, I know yeah. I'm watching it. I'm like, Oh, Quentin Tarantino directs this movie because he loves spaghetti Westerns. Mm. He loves 1960s Hollywood. Brad Pitt's in it. Leo Donardo's in it. Yeah. He's, Leo worked, Donardo, he's worked it? with both. Yeah. Like I know, but not the other signs of a Quentin Tarantino movie. Right. The violence the um uh stylized direction that mm -hmm. he usually does the trunk shots yeah all these things weren't in this and i it, it I, honestly it just didn't grab me i didn't love it and i wanted to love this movie so bad like you have no idea guys like i wanted to fucking oh my god i wanted to like go see this next week and be like holy shit i'm going back yeah i saw this movie three times in theaters yeah. blah 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 i'm not being a hater right yeah, like yeah, i yeah, really yeah. wanted to love this movie you wanted to be able to walk out and say bravo tarantino yeah. masterpiece yeah, so exactly. I, I know what you mean dude because i'm right there with you i just think i probably liked it just a little bit more than you but okay. i understand everything you say and i agree with pretty much everything you. so just you said. were so okay so give me some reasons of why you really liked it is what i'm, trying I'm not to saying say. i really liked it i said okay, i liked, liked it a little it. bit more than you liked it because I, it's the it's the main actors it's leo holding it it's brad holding it up okay um it's a the, the style wasn't there for tarantino so i agree with you on that but I'm just thinking about this versus when I walked out of Hateful Eight. I did not like Hateful Eight. Oh, if you Eight. compare it to Hateful Eight, no question. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm saying just this movie by itself. Just make your case for me. I just want to know why you, like, what what, what did you really like about it? Or, or like, I don't want to say The really. leads. Just That's the it. acting? Like yeah, the, I mean, okay. they, they really held it up. If it wasn't for Brad and Leo, then then there's a lot of things that I'm missing from the Tarantino world, just like you said. So, okay. I mean, I, I loved their, their, their was one of the best, they were the best thing about the movie oh, was their relationship and their dynamic. Yeah, right? I feel like they held it up. But that sure. doesn't make a good movie. So that's right. why I, and I'm not arguing with you, yeah. I'm just giving you yeah, my yeah. opinion, is that you get Leo and Brad Pitt, dude, holy shit, bro. Like, you're, they're you're, you're not going to go wrong. Yeah. You're not going to go wrong. But it felt like that shouldn't hold a movie up, right? Right. Like that shouldn't hold a movie up. I wish so the I story. Loved, yeah. I loved all these aspects of it. Like yeah. I loved that of it. Mm -hmm. But just because I love these aspects doesn't mean that I liked like the, the movie, movie yep. right? Yep. So, and, and listen, the end was fucking great. Like I loved that little the climax. We'll we'll get to it. Yeah. I love that. I really did. No, for sure. I it was the best that part was of the film. Fucking amazing. It was the best fifteen minutes. But of the not film. even the best part of the film. That's a great cinematic scene mm -hmm. in cinema. Yeah. So I, like, I, even though I didn't like the movie, just if you take that scene and mm -hmm. the idea of that scene, and we'll get to it because I I got a cool like why people like that because. Mm -hmm. What you heard, or maybe, I mean, I heard, I'm sure you guys have heard this, uh, maybe you haven't, maybe you have, got a six to seven minute standing ovation at Con, mm. uh, Can, Con Film yeah. Festival, right? That was like a thing going around. Yeah. And I think I know why. Like, I really think I know why because of how it ended and of 
the like the impact on society that that kind of it, it rights are wrong pretty much is what is what I'm trying to say. And we'll, yeah. and we'll we'll get to it. I'm For just sure. I'm doing a little uh preemptive little, little tease, sprinkle. Dude, you know what I'm saying? Little, sprinkling a little salt. Little tease, man. But you didn't turn the heat up yet. You're Not yet. It's just sprinkling on marinating. Just I'm I'm just teasing him, dude. That's it. I'm just, well, just see, teasing him. But that's the unfortunate thing about this movie and for what we do for this show is mm. that we typically break things down chronologically. Yes. The problem with the story is there's really not There's much. no story. Well, yeah, that's what's tough. It's that you follow Leo, who's playing Rick Dalton, who's an actor who's yep. struggling. Then you follow his friend, who is his mm -hmm. uh, stunt double, who will take the work. He's just kind of around. He's a cool yeah. guy. Killed his wife, probably, and got away with it. We don't know. Maybe. You don't know. It's he just the way they say it. They don't yeah. say shit. And that's a Tarantino um, staple, is mm -hmm. when he... There are things that are inconsequential to the plot, yeah. but they add to the character and they add to the story. They give the characters depth, right? Right. right. So I was fine with that. Like Al Pacino jumping in for yeah. one or two scenes makes no like has no nothing on no bearing on the story nope. really. Nope. Like there, there's there's really nothing. He's there to just and then get Brad the Pitt like when killing his wife like that that doesn't need to be there. But that's what Quentin Tarantino does. Right. There's so many little the conversations in Pulp Fiction, right? Like all yeah, these yeah, things yeah, yeah. that in Glorious Bastards, same way Django has all these little kind of things. That's fine. I'm yeah. cool with that. Oh, yeah. But it shouldn't be that those shouldn't kind of be like the highlights of it. Or mm. sorry, the negatives of mm. it, where they should be the positives right. for it, right? This kind of like that Bruce Lee scene, the dream sequence was yeah. like bizarre. Yeah. Like that dream sequence was fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. it was a little strange, man. It was like it was insane. You knew Bruce Lee was in the movie because of the trailer. The trailer. Right. And um, I thought the actor looked like him way more with the glasses on. It was on. a great casting. Yeah, great casting. I'm talking about the actual dream yeah, sequence. sequence which is weird. I'm going, what is going on, yeah, bro? I know. And Brad's just, and guys, and well, again, I know this is weird to say now, but obviously we're breaking down the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, then come back and watch it. Oh, but yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, Brad has that dream sequence where he fights Bruce Lee. Yeah. It just felt like out of place. It was just kind of like... Oh, so I know they're trying to get to why Kurt Russell's character, Randy, mm -hmm. uh, doesn't want, want to work with um, Brad Pitt. Right, they want that to was the wife killing thing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. why he doesn't want to work with him. But um, but that whole sequence, right? Was that supposed to show that he did get kicked off of a set that Randy was running? No, that was he was imagining if he had stayed there. Uh, yeah, okay, all right, all right. So that's yeah. what I was a little confused about. I oh, knew that really? the, I knew oh. that the fight wasn't real, but I was like, oh wait, did no, he that really whole get... thing was in his head was, because yeah. remember, there right before that, Leo's in the trailer talking to the director, yep. and he's telling him about how he's gonna have long hair, he's gonna be dressed like a cowboy, blah 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 blah, and then they show Brad Pitt on the on the thing, and they cut to him back on the golf court, and then Leo's in a tuxedo. Right, so right, right when he right. was in a tux, I'm going, okay, something's wrong here because Leo's yeah. supposed to be. Because this all takes place on three days, so this yeah. is the same day. This is February 9th. This right. is this is the day. Yeah. So I go. He's in a tux. This is this is this, this is, is not, not now. I didn't know. I'm yeah, going. Yeah, this. Yeah. What is going on here? Yeah. And then throughout the whole thing, and then all you see him fight Bruce Lee and get yeah. kicked off, and then boom! All of a sudden, he's back on the roof. He goes, "Yeah, makes sense." Mm. And so it's he was playing out if he was if he to did. stay, yeah, because he didn't know what costume Leo was going to be in. Right. That's why in his daydream, Leo's in a tuxedo. He yeah. didn't know what Leo was doing on the set. Right, right, right. So it's it's basically just was a excuse for Tarantino to throw in Bruce Lee to his movie. That's pretty much it. That's all it was. Yeah. That is all that scene did. That's it. All that scene did was, oh, I'm going to have a cool Bruce Lee. And that Bruce Lee scene was cool because it was a one up until mm -hmm. maybe Brad Pitt gets knocked down. And then I think it cuts That's when exactly they get up. Cut. That's exactly but, so that cut. was a one He yeah. does the whole monologue. The camera's flipping back and forth. And then Bruce Lee goes over there. And it, so that was it. He, he's a good filmmaker from oh, a production yeah. standpoint. He's a really good filmmaker. One of the best of yeah. all time. Yeah. 
So, mm. but but that just didn't it, it it didn't do anything for me. Yeah, really didn't do anything for me. I know, and you can't have him show up later fighting with other people, Emil Hirsch, or practicing with them without yeah. that scene. You can't exactly. just throw. Oh, that's 100%. Bruce Lee over there. Oh yeah, that's Bruce over there. Hundred percent. Yeah, but it felt a little out of place. I don't know. It was just weird. Um, but I I don't know. It's like it's such a weird thing to think that we would come out of a Tarantino movie. Yeah, with having a, a big of an issue that we're having right now with the story because like you said before that is what he's known for yeah so i just wonder is the hype all just because of it's tarantino leo brad well no i'll tell you the hype i'll tell you my reason why i think it's the hype mm-hmm. is because we've talked about this a thousand times i've talked about this to death people in hollywood and in the business love movies about hollywood mm. so when you are in that little world you love and guys i mean love oh, movies they... about hollywood it's just been proven again and again and mm-hmm. again guys just google right now movies about hollywood and oh, you'll yeah. just see a bunch and they have all been praised and it's all oscar winner oscar nominated people, yeah people in the business love movies about hollywood yeah. so that's why i think at the Cannes Film Festival got a six-minute standing ovation yeah. because it's all people in the business, In bro. the industry. It's all people in the business. Yeah. All these screenings, all these things. People in the business love movies about Hollywood. It's about right. a struggling actor coming to terms with his career downfalling. You're supposed to feel sympathy for him. How can you ever feel sympathy for that character mm-hmm. unless you're in the business is right. what I'm trying to say. Right. Like real on a real level and relate yeah. to it, right? He's crying. Point. He's a fucking millionaire actor that lives in the Hollywood Hills, yeah, and he's mad tape. because he's doing TV shows. Like, give me a fucking break, bro. Yeah. Like, you, but people in the biz are like, yeah, you know, like fucking Billy ba- uh, Alec Baldwin or Billy Baldwin yeah. watching that's going, yeah, you know what? I went through that. I went through that. <laughs> yeah. See what I'm saying? They relate to it. It's got to be tough. We don't fucking relate to it. They're like, that was me. Yeah, I did CSI and I did fucking shit, man. I'm yeah. Rick Dalton. Like, that's me. You know? I'm sitting there. I'm like, this guy is getting a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> he's I'm just constantly like, I'm like he's bitching and he's yeah. living. In, and I don't know if Tarantino wants to show the irony in that maybe he does i i don't know yeah, or if he's yeah, being yeah. serious and wants to show the complexities of a failing hollywood actor right i don't know yeah but it's not it's not for the general public to relate to because mm. it's just hard to relate to super hard we're not those guys yeah. you had family in the biz but we're just not those guys yeah you, you know gotta be an actor to you to, be an actor. to relate to rick dalton like yeah. that you know yeah yeah, but I just think he stood out. He stood out. He was, I mean, obviously. His acting was, flo- dude, phenom- he was great. Fantastic. He was great. And he's going to get nominated. Was awesome. He's going to have to. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's definitely going to get nominated. I really don't. He did a great job, but I'm saying, I don't know if he's, I really, I can't say that. I think he will. I think yeah, he will. Yeah, no, he might. Because yeah. I, I don't know what, what else is going to be coming oh, for out. Sure. And like, I don't for know. Sure. If, if, if either one of them get nominated, I'm totally cool with it. Right. I'm totally, totally, totally cool with it. Wonder, but I think Leo was better in Wolf of Wall Street, bro. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, oh, of yeah. Course, of course, of course. Yeah, he didn't win an Oscar for that. No. But again, this is a movie about Hollywood, bro. Right. Oh, my they God. They're going to eating it. it up. They love yeah. it. Yeah. The Hollywood people love this. So that's why, to answer your question, that's why I think the hype the is hype. there. Makes sense. That's Tarantino, why I think the hype is there. Two huge, actually three huge yes. stars. Oh, no, all that is in, no, no, no. in 100%. All that aside, obviously, you're right. Like, all that yeah. leads to the hype. It's, it's, the biggest actors and directors in the world. Yeah. But if you make it about Hollywood, that's why I think it's been getting praise. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I think it's been getting praise. It already has an RT score. Yeah, 89. 89. Out of a decent amount of reviews. So, yeah. you know, we'll see. We'll see what they use. But they're in the say. biz. That's what of I'm course. trying to say, man. It's hard to, it's hard to hate. It's hard to hate on Tarantino with the amount of success he's had, is my point. Like, okay. You know what I'm trying to say? No. Like, 
Uh, well, what's Hateful the, Eight, we didn't like. Yeah, we didn't, but still got a good score, still got a good review. I know, but so I'm just oh, saying. you're saying for them to hate yeah, on? Yeah, for reviewers. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. I think you just meant in general. I'm actually curious okay. what his lowest rated movie is. Probably like Kill Bill 2, maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it's one of them. But anyway, oh no, they're gonna eat this shit up. You're right because yeah. they love about they Hollywood loves films about Hollywood and with the clout behind it, the star power behind yes. it. Who knows? I'm, so there yeah. were um, uh, a lot. He he did a lot of trickery in the movie when it comes to showing uh, '60s film, TV, all that shit. There mm-hmm. were different aspect ratios for when you're watching a screen or right. when you're watching Leo, whether he's acting or whatever it is. There's different aspect ratios. Mm-hmm. Whether there's the two guys, that just means that it's a smaller, like boxy picture. Mm-hmm. Um, the graphics. Then when they imposed his face over Steve McQueen's face when he's having that daydream yeah. about being in the Great Escape. Right. So there was a lot of cool CGI tricks that they did, and, and uh, um, not graph. Yeah, like uh, like edit, like film editing and stuff to make it look like this stuff was in the '60s. Yeah, like whether Forrest it shows Gump. graphics, all that. Oh, yeah. for the face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah For yeah, having yeah. the actor stand yep. in. But a weird choice, though, correct me if I'm wrong, that they didn't do it for Margot Robbie. Yes, there which, we go. Let's talk about that. Which so, I was going, this is a very odd choice. So Sharon Tate goes to see herself in The Wrecking Crew mm-hmm. at a movie theater, and she is watching the movie in a movie theater, yeah. and we see the screen, and then obviously sometimes it'll go in, and it's just we're watching the screen, mm-hmm. but then we're watching her in the theater watching it, so there's a lot of different angles. Yeah. But what they chose to do is leave the real Sharon Tate in there. And it's so obvious it's, that it's not her. It's, the it, only thing I can think of is that she was murdered, pregnant murdered. So Tarantino wanted to show her respect and leave her for her uh, acting work because she really died. So yeah, that was the only reason why mm, they throw him in there. I know Steve McQueen died too, yeah, 100%, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. But that was respect. a daydream. Well, no, yeah, but I'm saying that was a daydream by Leo, mm. right? So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it had to be yeah. Leo's face in there because right. it's his character. So it's a totally different circumstance. But that would be the only rationale that I would think is that he's like, you know what? Let's leave her in there. Respect. She died. And it's really the only time that you're watching. It's the only scenario in the movie where that's where he does that or, or could have done that. There's no oh, other yeah. time. Right. There's no other time because yeah. the Leo thing we just said is totally different. He's a fake actor and he's right. on the screen. So who the hell, you can't put a real person in there. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's See, gotta be there so out of respect. Um, it was just the only time where, you know, he could have done that because she's the only actress in the movie who was a real actress. Roman Plansky's a director, not yep. on screen. The other ones, we don't see their movies. So, yeah, and it, it was just such a weird thing. It makes sense now that we're talking about it, but at yeah. the time I'm going, well, this is strange because yeah, it's just not Margot Robbie. 100% and felt like, that. And you can uh, really tell. Like, oh, obviously. That's why I first you know, going oh wait is that supposed to be Sharon is that supposed to be Margot Rock like who is that woman on screen when when they showed Sharon Tate acting I'm going oh okay. like is that is Margot Robbie about to come on oh that's her yeah 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 I, I was like, like oh that's okay, her yeah that's right. a, that's weird that they did that but whatever super weird that's that threw yeah. me off at what point did you because I I feel like I know in this uh, in the okay. movie where I felt worried the most about where this was like where the movie was going. Okay, you're I, talking about a point in the story. You're saying, yeah, you're point in the story. Yes. What point in the story did you go? Uh, mm. All right. So this is where we're at, or like this is what's going on. I would say probably, maybe, kind of. 
Uh, no, because then Charlie Manson showed up when he's walking in the backyard. Right. I was going to say Brad Pitt's daydream right after that, but no, then Charlie Manson showed up. And uh, I, I would say around the second day, like in the middle of the second act, I can't pick a, you, you can tell me when you thought it specifically was, but I wasn't gripped really at any point in this movie mm. minus the first 10 minutes and the last 15 minutes. I Got wasn't you. gripped at all. It didn't yeah, the movie me. opened fine. The movie opened, but I was I still in, had yeah. all high hopes. Yeah, so what course. I'm saying is I knew it. I'm like, oh, they're interviewing yeah. it. This is fine. You're on movie sets. Yeah. This is totally cool. Right. It wasn't anything special, but I'm like, yeah, it's the beginning of the movie, man. Totally fine. Right. But I wasn't gripped, so. No grip. What, um, what, what's uh, your answer? My, like, when I was kind of like, oh, really? Like, this is what's going on? This is where we are right now in a Tarantino film, and yeah. I'm sure we're like an hour or something in. It's when Brad Pitt goes to the... Old movie set, whatever they called it, where all the girls are. The ranch? Yeah, oh, I love the that. The something ranch. I love that sequence. No, no, no. The okay. sequence was cool. Oh. It was that when he ran into the guy in the bed. I always forget mm-hmm. the actor's name. Bra- then, Bruce Stern? Yeah. There you go. And then when that's over, I'm going, so what's going on here? Yeah. Because oh, oh, when that ended? When it ended. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I like the sequence. It was a horror that sequence. That sequence was awesome. Yeah, it was I the first time I, you saw I go, that dude, in a Tarantino I go, film. This yeah. is when I go, now the movie's going to ramp up. Yeah. Because prior to that, I wasn't I wasn't in it. Right. I really wasn't. I'm watching it, and I'm liking what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. but I'm nervous, like you said. Yeah. I'm just going, wow, QT, usually... Glorious Bastards, 20 minutes in, I'm fucking glued to the screen. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Django, I'm glued to the screen. Not even thinking of Pulp Fiction and all the other great ones. But, yeah, I was like, okay, great scene. And then he's talking to Bruce during the bed. I'm going, okay, we're spending five minutes of them talking a to each other five minutes. and i know i'm never going to see bruce Dern again, in, again. This, in this entire movie it's all just and to get him there so that way there's an excuse to have him have the relation to the girls and charlie manson's people later the relation what do you mean sorry it's a, so that way later wait who oh brad pitt brad pitt's character oh. that's like really that's it because yeah. otherwise you just spent five minutes talking to this character you're never going to see again. Yeah. The scene's over. It was a cool horror. They had really good um, audio for Brad Pitt walking through the house. I'm like, oh, it's kind of getting like a horror vibe to it. Yeah. And like, then it just ended. A, a Quentin Tarantino movie. Suspenseful vibe to it. Yeah. It's like you're in it. You're going, what's going to happen? Yeah. What's going to happen? And then it's just like, oh, it really is just um, this guy sitting in a bed. Like, that's it? That's Where, it. I thought it was going to be something awesome. Like, yeah. he's dead or whatever. Yeah, like, da, da, da. yeah, like... And no, it's just they were telling the truth. So why didn't they want him to go in there? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, what's the big deal? It was just yeah, it, it just was weird. Didn't, yeah, and and but I thought that was really cool how they show the hitchhiker once they cross. I mm-hmm. liked the crossing of paths, yeah. right? Yeah, like I liked that in the beginning because I thought it was all going to culminate in mm-hmm. some awesome like tense last hour. Like I was Same. like, oh, it's going to be cool, like everything. But no, it just didn't. It was still. All of the same, like all of this, okay, we're on a movie set, Rick Dalton's kind of mad and he's his career's going, he's trying to be an actor. And I'm with him. I like the character. Mm-hmm. I really oh, like yeah. the character. So that's what made it bearable was that right. I like Leonardo DiCaprio and I liked Rick Dalton and I liked his stunt double and I liked Cliff. Like I liked all these people, but I, I didn't like where what was going on. Right. We saw him on a movie set five times. Oh my God, five times. It's like what fifty five percent. That's of why the I film. said it was like he had an excuse to film nineteen sixty spaghetti westerns. Yeah. That's what it was. Because all all of these things we don't need to see four times. We don't need to see four spaghetti westerns. Like no. we don't need to see that. Nope. It was just a big story. You had Kurt Russell narrating for for a lot of the movie too. And right? he does that. Quentin yeah. Tarantino does. He has he has weird na- couple narrations through his mm-hmm. movie. He does weird things like that, which I'm totally cool with. Yeah. Totally fine with that kind of stuff because he's he does that. Yeah, that's a that's a thing that'll do, and it worked. Yeah. You know, and you'll have these little narrations. Now, you want to talk about cameos and or actors that were in it, and which ones you like, which ones you didn't. Uh, well, it seems like you do, so yeah, go. There's a lot. There's a lot of people in this movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
I'd probably say I was obviously I noticed Kevin Smith's daughter, and I was like, yeah. Eh. Don't, not necessarily. But I don't even count that as a cam as a. Yeah. I mean, you can mention it, but that's not a cameo. Is what I'm trying to say yeah. at all. Cameos by like a by like a famous person. Yeah, and then uh, you obviously have uh, what's the what's Bruce Willis's daughter's name? She's the one at the movie theater who gave the ticket or was yep. talking to Sharon Tate. I always forget her fucking name, but you can't you can never unsee her face. Like when you see her yeah, face, exactly, you're like, oh, that's Bruce Willis dude. and Demi yep. Moore's daughter. Yep. It's the same setup. Um, Timothy Oliphant, dude, dude, you know what I'm saying, and was in there, what? which was great. Luke Perry's was garbage. His last fucking I said, that's performance. A, that's a, just a garbage cameo. It was just, um, it was a weird cameo, right? Because it's a quick scene, like his accent. I don't know if he's trying to just not do a southern accent, but he kind of had a southern one. Well, from Boston. That's right, he's from yeah, Boston. He's from Boston. Yeah. And it was fine. It was it was throwaway, but it's his last one, so you're supposed to be like, oh my God, Luke Perry. Michael Madsen. Yeah, dude. Uh, we said Bruce Dern before. Scoot, Scoot McNary Scoot was in McNary, there. Really yeah, quick he scene. He had some lines. Yeah, exactly. Then that Spanish guy who was in everything. Boondock Saints too. Yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, dude. He, he, there, he had one line, yeah. Oh my God, so quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then uh, more recently, uh, Stranger, Th- Stranger Things 3 alum. Yep. Uh, whatever the fuck her first name is. Hawk. Yeah, guys, we're not being. We're just. Yeah, we're. Uh, it's uh, what's it? It's Ethan Hawke and Uma, Uma Thurman's, Thurman's daughter, and, and the connection there is and Kill dude, Bill. She looked way yep. more like Uma Thurman in this movie than anything else. When they showed her For downhill, sure. you're going, "Oh shit!" Uma That's Thurman's her. Daughter. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just wanted to point out because there were a lot. There's yeah, a lot and, of people but in yeah, it. nothing really. There weren't any real cameos that I saw that annoyed me. I was I was fine with all of them. Like there, none of them kind of like I I wasn't. They didn't. They didn't take me out of the movie because QT does that kind of shit. Right. So I'm fine with that. Like I, I was like nothing really kind of, you know, made me mad. Where I'm like, oh, this dude doesn't fit and doesn't look like he should be in this movie. Yeah. Good point. And dude, so many clips of old movies and old shows. I mean, for it, sure. That, but did you, you said it before with the amount of advertisements and radio? It's it like, was crazy. There was a lot. I wonder how many total minutes there are of Brad Pitt driving. Where dude. they're cutting from song to song to song or radio to uh, advertisement. Yep. To and there's a lot. Dude, I, there was one point where I think it's before he might have picked up the hitchhiker. I'm going, are we with Brad Pitt driving again? Yeah. The scene's a minute and a half. It could have been 30 seconds. Yeah. They like, showed him leaving Leo on the set. And then the next day when he was by himself again, it's like just more driving with that of kind driving. of Reservoir Dog-esque, you know, Advertisements over the radio while driving. Yeah, you know? exactly. Or actually, and, any and movie does. products and nineteen yeah. six. That's why it's like a yeah. It's like that love letter effect mm-hmm. to to you know sixties as a whole with the yeah. advertising stuff, and then obviously Hollywood specifically. Oh. And I ran through the list, and Kevin Smith's daughter is not on there. Are you serious? Yeah, Kevin okay. Smith's daughter is not on there. Are you not I'm not TV? saying I don't believe you. I just didn't see her. She is listed on IMDb. Seventh, right next to Al Pacino. Seventh, Harley oh, Quinn maybe, Smith. Maybe, dude, maybe I went so far down. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Ninth or tenth, depending on how you're looking at it. Yeah, dude, Dakota. Oh, Fanning. she has nothing. See, you're right. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She was just a. She you was love just there. her. You just love her. You know, I just so, I noticed what? her because I see her. Dude, you love her. I don't bro. love her. It's fine. I like Kevin Smith. It's Dakota fine, Fanning man. played. Uh, Squeaky she was the yeah the the one the one that came to the door yeah yeah I to, his to brains talk, out to talk to Brad Pitt yeah 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 who yeah, was yeah. that who, bro, yeah. like but who is he in he's the owner of the, of the and just him and Charlie or just friends you know what I mean well no like, it's in like the real story like he they they really lived at that ranch yeah. and this and that so you know I'm that's that's fine it was an old movie shooting thing where they shot yeah. western so that's totally legit like yeah do yeah. that that's fine but it, two it, minutes of Charlie. Manson, too. Yeah, two minutes of Charlie Manson, dude. Walk in, it, it walk was, out by. Which was great. The fucking voice that he's giving when he first goes up to the house yeah. was awesome. I'm like, oh, this dude's great. And if you guys don't know, 
There's a Netflix show called The Mindhunter. Mm. David Fincher did the first season, and now the second season's coming up, I think, in August, maybe. And it's about interviewing real-life serial killers. Ed Kemper was in the first season. The guy who played him was awesome. Now, in the second season, Charlie Manson's going to be featured, and it is played by the same guy who played Charlie Manson in this one, who's Damon Harriman. And he's playing it again in Mindhunter, which I'm sure will get more screen time oh. of in Mindhunter because has to be. And now I see why because the voice was so on point. I said Nailed it. it's almost like they dubbed in because when you first see Charles Manson, it's from behind and right. you hear his voice. And I'm going, yo, dude, did they like dub in? Like I that's know. So it sounded good. exactly that like that was him. so good, yeah. bro. I was really blown away by how well that guy that guy did. And yeah. I'm glad he has the opportunity to get more work playing Charles Manson. That's a rarity. That's that, cool. That's yeah. what I said to you when because I texted you. I go, wow, it's, it's the same casting. Da da da. I go, that's really rare that you get the same actor to portray the same real life character within two months of each other. That right. just doesn't happen. Usually they separate themselves. It's like, oh, you guys got blah, blah, blah to play Charles right. Manson. We're going to get Hapahu to play Charles yeah. Manson. Total different you know? platforms. One's a show, one's a movie. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's just it just doesn't happen. No, if you're, they They, they want to separate themselves from right. that. But maybe, I don't know which one was filmed first. I don't right. know which one was announced first. Maybe Quentin Tarantino shared some footage with David Fincher or like, David oh, Fincher. We'll use them. Or David Fincher shared some footage with Quentin Tarantino, yeah. vice versa, whatever was filmed. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but it's pretty cool how he was cast as Charles Manson in both. I just have to say that because he did do a good job. It oh wasn't a lot, but he did do a good job. A small amount, yes. but man, he stood tall in yes. that, short, that short amount of time. And so what I want to talk about real quick is, and I want to stay, I don't want to get too, you know, like... Uh, Sidetracked. I don't want to get too, no, I don't want to get too mean and, you know, anti-feminist or anything like that. Let's hear it. But I have a major problem with one of the big stories to come out a couple months ago was that Quentin Tarantino was asked, hey, Margot Robbie didn't have any fucking lines. You didn't let her fucking talk. And I'm going, and you know, and he didn't even justify it with no. an answer. You like, know him. He shuts reporters down, yeah. right? Shuts them yeah. down. There was articles written about it, about how it she, has, huge, huge she has no lines, this and that. Yeah. So when I'm watching this fucking movie, dude, and I'm seeing how many lines she has and how many scenes she Screen has. time. How can you ever come out of that movie with a problem that Sharon Tate didn't have enough lines? It was insane. Plus what he does at the end. 100%. To just change your whole life. Yeah. Like, plus... I, you, I'm should not, leave I there, you should leave there going, thank you, thank Quentin. Thank you, Quentin. Because yeah, like, you did something crazy. It blew crazy. my mind yeah. that someone would complain about that. It really did. I yeah. said, are you kidding me? Dude, they're acting like Margot Robbie had the same amount of screen time as Charles Manson. But You're, see, it wasn't about screen time. It was lines, about dialogue. Lines, so dialogue, the, yeah. Like all these articles said like, hey, she's on screen, but she doesn't talk. That was the specific, um, you know, gripe. And I was going, okay, cool. So when I we went in, that was something I was look, right. consciously looking for. I'm like, oh, is she not going to talk? Like, yeah. what the fuck? going to be her walking? And then she just keeps talking. Yeah. And I'm like, she this is great. I love Margot Robbie. Yeah, she's she awesome, dude. She did a great job of Sharon Tate. Yeah. She's a great actress. She's beautiful. Oh, she looks Wolf so good. Wall Street. She, she just looks great in everything. Mm -hmm. And to, to, to complain about that really, really kind of makes me mad. Because you can be the biggest feminist in the world. If you come out of that and say that, then I just don't give you respect because no. that's literally just poking yeah. holes. That just thing trying to that stir the pot has no. Just trying to stir the pot. And that's man. it. And you didn't get a rise out of them, and you got articles out of it. But guess what? She still did a great job. She had great amount of lines, and she was perfect as is. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, they weren't complete. Yeah, they. Yeah, they, it was just the screen time. Uh, sorry, the, the, the dialogue. dialogue. Who gives a? That fuck? was it. They loved her. They but but I don't know that. That's that a weird question to made ask. Made me mad because right? if it was warranted. Yeah. If we watch this movie and she had two lines. Yeah. 
and she had the same. Margot hasn't said anything ever. Like, and she, she had the anything. same amount of screen time. Yeah. Then that's a different story. For sure, that's but a different she story. A lot. She was fine. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that was a weird thing. Um, and then there was that uh, that weird little conversation with the girl and Leo when they were on the set. Mm, yeah. Which I, that was a point in the movie. Yeah. Now you're asking me, that was, <laughs> that was a point in the movie where I'm going, what is going on? Yeah, they spent like eight minutes with the two of them. Now thinking time. about it, that was the moment. Yeah. They're having that dialogue and I'm going, do I have a cigarette now? This is garbage. <laughs> like, this is just, gar- I'm not interested. Yeah. You're going to put one of my favorite actor, probably yeah. Leo, oh, yeah. just ever. He's probably my Leo favorite Denard, actor ever. Dude. Like, I always say, Quentin Tarantino might be my favorite director ever. Mm. You put both of these people, and I'm sitting there an hour and 50 minutes in going, what's going on? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. The bar, dude. The bar's high going into this type of film, though. Yeah, it's yeah. really high. But I but I wanted to like it. Of course. So, I, like, the bar was high, but, dude, I give QT all the leeway in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I— Benny so the D, dude. That's why—the Benny the D. Like, I really wanted to like it. So, for mm-hmm. me to come out of this movie and say I didn't like it, mm-hmm. it's— and it's not uh, nothing to the movie. You guys might fucking see it and go, oh, my God, yeah, yeah. this is a masterpiece. This is so great. Mm. This is amazing. Mm. But I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. And I have to let that be known because I'm disappointed. I wanted to put this up with Bastards, Django, among Pulp Fiction and yeah. War Dogs. I really want to put this up with And it's not. This is more in the yeah. Kill Bill, Hateful Eight range for me. Really is. Yeah, it's definitely closer to the hateful eight. And I understand the kill bill the discrepancy. It's not yes. the best, but I get it. It's no, not, no, no. It's, it's, not all, best. it's all subjective, dude. 100%. I, it's all subjective. I just 100%. don't like kill bill. That's it. I'm with you. You can love it. Oh, um, and I also don't like feet. And there were yeah. more feet foot shots in this uh, one. Two scenes. Two scenes. Bro. When the girl's feet's on the windshield. Okay. And then later on when who's it? Sharon Tate's feet? In the movie theater? In the movie theater. Everyone's barefoot, and they're showing nothing but feet in the fucking, uh, at the ranch. How come I keep calling it the ranch? At the, where they're all living, squeaky from all of them. Yeah, but they're all just, yeah, no, no, no. No, 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 but but they're all hanging out, feet up. There was a couple times, dude, when she was sitting there watching TV, her foot was right in front of the TV, and the shot was of her foot in front of the TV. There's a lot of feet. So three. a lot of feet. Yeah, you just don't like to notice them. Yeah, that's what I mean. Dude, Margot Robbie's feet were so brown. Well, they did that on purpose, for sure. Like she was walking. Yeah, yeah. But Tarantino loves feet. He's said it before, and he always shows feet. Tarantino loves feet, man. He loves it. Past wasn't being anti feminine there, guys. No, being anti foot. He doesn't like feet. Dude, there's the guy's foot, too. That blonde dude, he was blonde, you know, laying down there, feet. I just don't like feet. Yes. And dude, when her smudge the window, the windshield. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get me out of there, dude. But I I, I did like that chick, but I don't like her feet. I I do like his representation of how the Manson clan lived Mm. because that is kind of how they lived. It was squalor, it was hippie ish, just people fucking not showering, just walking. Like, so. So I, I like his representation of that. Yeah. I, I was I was cool with that. And that was the first kind of violence that we saw yeah. was when Brad Pitt knocked out that dude and made mm-hmm. him change the tire and this and that. Yeah. I'm going, where's the violence, Give guys? me some more of that. Like, and I'm yeah. not being a fucking, you know, uh, gratuitous violence fiend. Mm. I'm just saying, Quentin Tarantino, you expect some violence. Well, especially in a two-hour, 40-minute Tarantino film, you Even, expect some more violence i would have even taken violence within the spaghetti western without right? a doubt without a doubt and there just wasn't no one like guy there, got shot that was it there really just wasn't that that quentin tarantino bloody but not in a disturbing mm. way in a cinematic way weird splatter in yeah. a spaghetti western way like he always did yeah they could have done that you're right within the movies and the shows that he was doing but i think really why wasn't. he well no see i think why he didn't do that was because 
he does a stylized version of it that wasn't done back in the 60s. Mm. So if he did what he did in that, it wouldn't have made sense. Be like, dude, they would never shoot this stuff in the 60s. It, yeah. it, it wouldn't be all this crazy splatter everywhere. Yeah, it just yeah. wouldn't be like that. So He's maybe that's why he maybe that's why he didn't do it. Yeah. I just thought of that now. That, but that could be the reason of why he didn't within the yeah. westerns is what I'm saying. Because he couldn't because, make it dramatic. Like he he couldn't make it over um he couldn't have there be too much gratuitous violence because there wasn't back then. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. But at the end, there is a lot of gratuitous violence. Let's just talk about the end. Dude. In Fuck the end scene, you want to just get to the end scene? Let's get to the because yeah. it was so good. All right. I guess there's nothing else to... There's no story. It's, un- it's unfortunate. Story, it's unfortunate, man. But before dude. we get, because before we get to the end, we're only forty five minutes. Well, no, in, we man. can Let's... get to the end of the actual movie and then still talk about you know like trivia and stuff or whatever. Okay, but, all right, but I'm just cool, saying. Man. All right, cool. So the ending. Yeah, let's talk. The about The ending. It. Everyone knew it was gonna call. It was gonna uh, conclude with the Manson murders. Yeah, dude. I want to see some Sharon Sh- tape blood yeah. spread on the walls. Yes. Um. They they're super fucking. Uh, publicized murders back in the day. Mm-hmm. This shit kind of didn't happen, you know, back in the day. And it was in the age of news media and 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 uh, everything was like in the 40s. It was just, it, it wasn't like this. Right. So for a famous director's pregnant wife to be slaughtered in the Hollywood Hills with two of her friends is like, by a group, bunch of hippies yeah. is insane. And Crazy. I know why it was one of the most famous murders of all time. Right. Still talked about to this day. Still talked about to this day. Fucking research has been done on Manson mm. and the, and the trials, and he just recently died. And you know, mm. fuck him. He yeah, was yeah, yeah, the worst. Yeah, yeah. And QT, tell me if I I knew he was going to change it up, right? Did you? Did you I, I really did. Yeah, we, did we, you? T- we talked about it before. I yeah, said yeah, I yeah. knew he was going to do certain things differently because I had heard that it's not. He 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 takes liberties just like he did with Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. with Hitler's death and all this stuff. And so he does that. He's brazen. Yeah. So I knew it wasn't going to go down exactly how it went down. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. 100% swear to God on the God that I don't believe in mm. that I said, oh, yeah, something's going to be different. Whether one of them doesn't die or Sharon Tate survives or Charlie Manson yeah. actually goes to the house. Like, he's going to flip. You know him. Do he's going to change the history, yeah. man. And he totally changed the history. Oh, he made it so different. So when was the first point where you knew that it wasn't going to go down the way it went down? Because I'll tell you, right when it, right when this happened, and I go, "Oh shit!" And I started la- it verbally said that in the theater, and I started kind of laughing when um, this happened. I said that that's when I realized it was going to be crazy. You know, I kind of had a little suspicion when they were focusing on the three of them um, being Brad, uh, Brad Pitt, sorry, Brad Pitt, uh, Leo, and his wife, the Italian. When they were focusing on them and not showing Sharon Tate for a couple minutes, like they didn't show them at all since okay. they got back to the house. And when Brad Pitt left and he came, when he left, I was just like, "Oh, are they going to go into?" Leo's house? That was like the first suspicion oh, so it was that when I he had. left. Okay. Around, I had a suspicion around that time. Mine was when Leo goes out to the car and starts yelling at them and tells them to get the fuck out. Good point. That's when that happened. I I go, oh shit. I thought the, the murders weren't going to happen. And it turns mm. out Leo literally changes history. Rick Dalton, because he went out there in a drunken rage and yelled at a bunch mm. of hippies to get that piece of shit car off of their private road, I go, oh my God, these murders aren't going to happen. Smart. Holy shit. So that was the first sign that, because that's not how it went down in real life. There was right. no fucking Rick Dalton who no. came out and yelled at them. No, 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 no. They fucking pulled up. They got out. Like, that's how it went down. So right. when that happened, I said, QT, what are you doing? Are you changing mm. it? So that that was my first sign got of you. 
this is going to be drastically mm -hmm. different than the way it went down. Yeah, and then uh, even with, uh, you know, um, Ethan Hawke's daughter, mm -hmm. like that whole thing is not true either, right? There was no fourth person that drove off. No, no one right. drove off, but right. I think one of them did not go in, and that dude, Tex, did do most of the murders. Right. Um, like the like committing the actual murders, yeah. and then one other girl I think was the other one who actually did do the stabbing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so so that, that. so it's just like I knew I had a feeling I'm like, well, this isn't part of history. Just like I knew like there was no neighbor interaction. So yes. things were starting to stir. You're yes. starting to get these little signs that maybe something else is up. But yeah, I mean, it, when they get into the house, that's when. Well, yeah, they guys they go into Leo's house. Yeah, Sorry, exactly. Yep. They, they Leo's go house. into Leo's house. And Brad Pitt's there, and he's tripping on acid, and he just got back from his walk. You're going, okay, they're not going to Sharon Tate's house. Of course not. Right then and there. The murders like... are Rick Dalton. Rick Dalton <laughs> yeah. and his stunt double and his wife are murdered. Yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen. I'm going to go, right. oh, my God, newspaper articles are going to flash after. Rick, famous, famous Hollywood yeah. star dies, and he basically goes down as super famous because he was murdered in the Hollywood Hills Imagine. and he gets his wish of, you know, never, never fading off. Right. Because the whole movie was about him worrying about fading off mm. and he's never going to fade off because he got murdered by Charles Manson. Yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen at that point. Only it doesn't explode more. Doesn't it doesn't happen, happen guys. That does not happen. I would have respected that Me just too. as much as the other one. For I would have sure. been like, that's cool. So alternating, all, altering history, dude. For sure. It's an interesting alternate history. aspect yep. to do in film because the viewer goes, well, we know it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And they throw that wrench. When Hitler got killed, yep. you're going, oh, shit, Hitler's dead. That's cool, QT. Yeah. And here, saving Sharon Tate, saving her friends yeah, so was interesting the, as fuck. Yeah, so they go into the house, and that, you know, eight-minute sequence or mm. ten-minute sequence, whatever, however long it is, was amazing. Oh, I yeah. was so impressed with that sequence and the, the comedy in it. And the, like I said, it's not disturbing. He does right. it in a way that is not disturbing. Yeah, that is a, a scene from The Strangers is what I'm trying mm. to say. Mm -hmm. Like you watch The Strangers and you go, oh my God, I'm super disturbed by these people breaking into your house and killing these people. Right. That was the same exact, same exact setup as The Strangers. Yeah. But Quentin Tarantino does it in a way that is not disturbing. Right. It's in a stylized, comedic, cinematic way. Right. And how he does that is great. Mm. I watched that was not disturbed one time. And there are no. some vicious parts to that scene. A dog oh, yeah. is eating Tex alive. Mm -hmm. Like just eating him alive. Bites his nuts. All this crazy shit. Hard crunches. Chicks blood. get her fucking face smashed in. Both chicks. He yeah. throws the fucking jar at the chick. Gets her face fucking Bashes smashed. In, yeah. And then takes the other chick and just bang, bang, bang. Dude, he uses like three different services and hits her at least third, like That's when I laughed times. out loud. Was, I couldn't oh, yeah. stop laughing that whole time. It was great, It, it was dude. so funny. So you shouldn't be laughing at a part like that, but mm. he does it in a way that makes it okay. Right. It makes it point. okay to laugh at that. And that's the magic of Quentin Tarantino, bro. Right. Like that's the magic of him. If he wanted to do it in a serious way, he will. Right. He will do it in a serious way. He has done violence in mm. a serious way. But if he wants to make it stylized to where you can fucking be separated from it, it doesn't feel like you're watching real life. It feels like you're watching a movie. Yeah. That's the way he does it. It separates you. It doesn't put you right in there like, oh, I'm right here watching the mm. No, 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 no. You're watching a movie. Yeah. You're watching You're a movie. A this is fake, man. Yeah. So, and most of the theater had a little giggle too at that point. Did they? I didn't yeah. hear anyone else laughing. For sure. Maybe because I was laughing is what I'm trying 100%. to say. 100%. Yeah. And I was kind of too, but I there was a couple of people that were some hard laughers at things that just were not funny. Mm. But during that scene, they were. And I think it's just because how they set it up, right? Obviously, it's how the director wants to show it. It's how QT wants to show it. But having Brad Pitt being high on acid and yep. his kind of 
you know, lack of day, just the way he was acting with the dog and then in walk intruders. And there's just that sense of, he's not even worried. He's not even sure if this is real. Yeah. So it's that. Now, if it's the reverse, right? If you have text come in and smash Brad Pitt's face well, 15 yeah. times, you're not going to think it's funny. It's no. because of how, yep. of the situation and it, how but, he's showing it. Well, it's also because of the way Brad Pitt was set up throughout the whole movie. That's the opposite of his kind of character. He's a badass character who has been through some shit and can handle himself in that situation. Right. He's a war hero. Like, the, he can handle himself. So it's the one time where he's tripping on acid, that's when they break in. So he's acting the opposite of how he would be acting in any other point of his entire life. Right. So that's that's what also adds to the comedic element of it is where like, For yeah, sure. Brad Pitt, like he, he would be fucking um, Sherlock Holmes in it going, all right, cool, I'm going to take that over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take that over there. This, he doesn't know if it's fucking real. Right. Like he, so he's acting totally opposite, which is ironic and comedic in itself. Yeah, so. just going with the flow. Yeah. And Leo's just in the pool the whole time. With the headphones on, listening to fucking music. Listening to music, a little drunk, and that crazy- Oh, very drunk. That little fucking crazy bitch runs out. Yep. And to bring back the torch, the fucking flamethrower. Amazing. Yeah, that was great, dude. Uh, amazing. Because and... what's he grabbing out of his shed? Like, what's he grabbing? Oh, I know you didn't know he was going to shed, though. Or wherever the fuck he was going. Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah, like, you're like what's he getting? What the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he pulls it out and, and blasts it. And for him- to the funny part is he's an actor, he's a dumb actor. So for him to go run and get a flamethrower when the girl's in a pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're gonna burn someone in a pool, yeah. she could just go underwater yeah, 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 and yeah. she's not gonna die. True. So I'm watching it, and that's another element of where it makes it stylized. I hate right. using the word, but that's what it is. Yeah. It's a stylized version of the Manson murders. Right. That's what it is. So for an actor to come out with a flamethrower while the girl's in the pool is re is not good at all. Oh man, dude, that's no, a reach not and a, a good, half. You know it's what I'm saying? Not a good choice. That's a reach, dude. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It was funny. It was no, fucking it was, funny, dude. dude. And it was like you kind of got the sense that the film was wrapping up, right? <laughs> you got the sense that okay, cool. The main actors, the, they're okay. They came out. Brad Pitt got a little hurt. Got a little stabbed. Yeah. Times. So yeah, the girl dies in the fire. The girl, all, ev- ev- they they killed all. They killed of all them. three of them. They killed all they of them. And then it's it. sirens they coming up. They topsy that motherfucker. Yeah, dude. Exactly. Exactly. And, and they then, killed the 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 so would be killers. Dude. So okay. So this is what I was talking about way before when I was doing the little sprinkle. Oh, you're sprinkling so now. The I heat's think. Up. Yeah. So I think. Yeah. We're turning the heat up right it's now. You know what I'm saying? Sprinkles up. Everybody's getting teased. You know what I'm saying? Nipple teased. Whoa, nipples. So. I think it writes a wrong in history, okay? Everybody hates these fucking people. Mm. Everybody hates Charlie Manson, not only Charlie Manson, but the Manson Three, the yeah. people that went in there and killed these motherfuckers, the sure. stupid hippie bastards, mm-hmm. right? So it gives you, it's almost like, uh, what's another famous murder, right? Like it's almost like where OJ goes to kill um, Nicole, yeah. and all of a sudden, no, the dude who Nicole's with fucking bangs and kills OJ. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like everybody will be so happy. Yeah. You've been waiting to see this. You, d- dude, you, how many times, me personally, I watch movies knowing the ending, no, watching Titanic and I know it sinks. You're hoping it doesn't sink, but mm-hmm. every time you watch it, it sinks. Good point. You watch these movies of where these real life things happen where you know the conclusion, you know what's going to happen. Right. But for some reason, when you're watching these movies, there's that little thing in the back of your mind that goes, well, maybe what if, what if the Titanic doesn't sink? What mm. if OJ doesn't kill Nicole right. in this doc, in this uh, Netflix fucking or FX show yeah, that I'm yeah, watching? Yeah, like yeah. whatever, whatever the case is, what if, but you, but it always happens, dude, because it's a retelling of a true tragedy. Right. But no, QT flips it to where mm. he gives you that 
awesome, awesome gift of holy shit. Yes, the Manson murders don't happen. Yeah. Sharon Tate doesn't die. No one dies except the fucking piece of shit murdering bastards who went in to kill innocent people. Right. They're the ones who die. I've been waiting 50 years for these motherfuckers to die. Yeah. So that's a gift. It's a cinematic gift that can only happen in the movies when you're going to watch a movie. And that's why QT's great. That's why I loved that final, final 15, 20 yeah. minutes because that's why QT's great. Mm-hmm. But everything up to it, I just didn't love. That, holy shit, I loved. I will rewatch that scene a thousand times. So that's why you're saying <clears throat> this, that's what played into the standing ovation at Con. No question. It's because of no question. the emotions of the crowd yep. and what QT did. Yep. Flipped it, gave you something that you maybe weren't expecting. I'm sure most people most, most people are going to say, yeah, I mean. I mean, yeah, we're going to see Sharon But you want it. Go. That's what I'm right. saying. But you want it, right? And then they, bloop. They flip it and they yeah. give you that satisfaction yeah. of, holy shit, I've watched every fucking true movie I've ever watched. And right. I'm like, I don't want this to happen, but I know it's gonna. No, right. it doesn't. I'm giving you what you want. Yeah. And he ends it right there. There's not 20 right. minutes after. There's right, no right, wrap right. up. So that's why that, that standing ovation is like, fuck yes. Like you gave people us are thinking, even me, I'm thinking, I'm going, oh, wow. So Sharon Tate's going to go, yeah. going to have a baby, never going to get divorced from Roman Polanski. He's never going to go and, you know, uh, have sex with an underage girl. Mm. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everything's, everything's going to be fine. Right. Like, everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And, and that's why I think it might have gotten that standing ovation, obviously, for everything else. Mm. In the Hollywood bubble, in the we love the fucking Hollywood sets, you know? Yeah. But it's really that flip that really stands yeah. out for the film. And I'm with you. It's the best part of the film. Not, question. not even a question. And then it just ended, dude. And that was it. Yeah. And everyone, and like the fact that Sharon Tate started to, like, it finally invited Leah, uh, Rick Dalton in. You yeah. know, it was good for Rick Dalton, who is on For sure. His ego and this and that. Yeah, for God, sure. I'm, I'm going to hang out with Sharon Tate at Roman Polanski's. But, We're neighbors. And oh, people know my work. 100%. But all, oh, yeah, for sure. But also, I think why he did that was for us to see Sharon Tate. And to mm. for 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 him to drill it on our heads like no no she's gonna live guys, this yeah. is an alternate reality where she is gonna live. Sharon Tate does not die. The unborn right. six month pregnant baby does not die. Right. They are gonna go live. He needed to remind us of like oh yeah Sharon Tate's fucking oh my god she yeah she's not gonna die she's gonna live a great Sharon life. Tate. So she's it served alive. both purposes of boosting Rick Dalton's ego and giving us a little bit of that character redemption of like holy shit even though it's a shallow actor who is only worried about his career and doesn't care about anybody else like yeah whatever but we're still with him Hmm. we're still with him and we wanted to get his comeuppance you know what i'm saying so it it served both purposes in that sense yeah and uh it was a nice 15 minute segment the movie ends me and mikey got up we say what we always say now when we leave movies not a word not a word guys now that we do this we say not one word but we will say that a podcast we listen to yeah fighter and the kid uh which is brian callen and brendan shop and shop is a loser i'm gonna say a moron loser mm-hmm. because in the world of today with spoilers and roasting people for how could you Sean spoil McCoy that with the avengers yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. he even blasted him he was a big person of who course. went out and said i can't believe yep. that you can't do that it's unspeakable yep Goes on last week's episode, one of the episodes, and says, oh, by the way, because he's been talking about wanting to mm-hmm. see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood forever. Well, it came out of nowhere, too. They came weren't even talking. They were talking about The Lion King. Yeah. Yep. They were talking about The Lion King. Yeah. That's and he's right. He's like, oh, dude, I can't wait for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's going to be it. We're on to the next, the next thing. Next topic. Yep. You, current events? No, what no, does no, he no. say? He says, oh, and by the way... <laughs> I heard that there's a big twist at the end. Yeah, yeah, no, he goes, guy, he goes, oh, and dude, you better go see it quick. You better go see it on Thursday, man, because uh, if you don't yeah. see it this weekend, you're going to get the twist revealed to you. I heard there's a huge twist. Dude. What? Dude. Dude. 
it, it was in the back of my head this entire movie. It's not like we're going to see a M. Night Shyamalan movie right. where you know there's going to be a twist. Right. right. Nine out of ten of his yeah. movies have a twist. So you're waiting for the yeah. twist. Who's dead? Who's right. alive? Who's Bruce Willis? You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, right. No, Quentin Tarantino. There's no like twist. He's all no. he's spinning reality a little bit. But there's not gonna be a twist. There's not gonna be a end. twist. We don't expect that. Yeah, like a like a twist. Come no, on, no, dude. No, 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 no. So he, Brendan Schaub didn't even realize that that was a spoiler in itself. For sure. He he's just not capable be- and self aware enough to know that. Because us getting these little clues on screen about where's this gonna go when you hear in the back of your head a voice going exactly there's the a huge twist. twist. You're going oh they're not gonna kill Tarantino. Hundred percent. It definitely added to the fact of what. What is he going to change with the Manson murders? Right. What is he going to change? Is right. Charlie going to be there? Is Charlie going to yeah. die? Like, is yeah, Charlie going to go and die? Like, what is point. it? So we added the element of what is he going to change about the Manson murders, yeah. which it didn't ruin the movie at no, all, no, but it just no. didn't help. It's not what you want. You want to go in. I don't want to hear anything. That movie started, and I'm, I almost wish I didn't watch any of the trailers, and it really didn't mm, affect me, right. but it just kind of reinforced the idea of how much trailers kind of show you. If they never show that Nazi scene... In the trailer, right, I'd be right, fucking right. amped, dude. That Nazi scene was so good. It was yeah. in the first five minutes of the movie. It was great. I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, that's an awesome thing. Leo burning Nazis in a 1960s, you know, World War II movie. Like, that's yeah. great. That was cool. But of course, they have to show in the trailer. Yeah, you got to attract the eyeballs. Don't do that, guys. I know. Listen to us and don't do it. And you just gotta. You want to go into most movies with knowing as little the information that you allowed to get into yes. your own brain. Yes. Oh, exactly. I saw two trailers. That's on me for what I saw. But when yes. you hear this little thing about a twist you're going dude fuck you yep. man come on it sucks so that actually was the first thing said was fuck shab and then yep. not a word not and a word we exactly. left and then we came straight here so um, um one of the first reviews on here says better than pulp fiction and i am just like come on guys please don't say dude, that dude what but what i read in the trivia was way at the bottom mm-hmm. and it says quentin tarantino confirmed his next film will be to to a certain degree be based on the Charles Manson murders and various other murders from the year of 1969. Okay, is it confirmed? Though? I don't believe that. I mean, it's the second to last piece of trivia. Yeah, I know. I don't believe that one bit. There was rumors about him not doing the retiring after this. There was rumors. Okay, there, but there, I remember like a year ago, it was like, oh, he's doing a movie on the Manson murders. That was the was rumor the going word. around. Oh, yeah. That was it. It wasn't oh, yeah. anything about Hollywood. It was like, no, 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 he's doing a movie on the Manson murders. And right. then it changed to, oh, no, no, no. It's a backdrop of the Manson murders. Right. So, and now I see this and I'm going, what? How, who let, who let that doesn't make any in? sense. Like, oh, I'm going to make this movie really quick and then I'm going to make a movie like super similar. Same year, same town, same murders. Everything's the same. No, no, no. I, I don't no. believe that for one second. No, no, no. Not yep. considering that, you know, one of the pieces of trivia and I read a thing earlier saying... Um, reporting, he took almost five years to write the script. Yeah. So it's like, all right, negating everything about the next film. Because Mm -hmm. if you're doing five years on this story, Mm -hmm. you're going to play off of this in, what, another five, ten years and do a follow-up with more murders in 1969? Yeah. How many more murders were there? Doesn't make sense. It was the most, that's the end-all be Yeah, exactly. Like, come on, dude, I I don't like that. No, 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 me neither. Um, But I I don't know how this can take you five years to write. It's a very good point, too. Because a script, and I know he's very meticulous about mm-hmm. dialogue. Like, I get it. I get it. But to, there's, if, if you say Pulp Fiction, I get it. So many interwining oh, stories. Yeah. I get it. But this, this is more of... Um, like pre-planning and production yeah. of like, okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. How am I going to literally shoot all this stuff? Yeah, if you said pre-production How am I going to set years? all this stuff up? How right. am I going to... It's more outlining the actual logistics of shooting this. But to come up with this story, 
I don't know. It just it, it, it doesn't. I'm not saying it's not a great um, idea, like right, to change right. the Manson murders and set it against with a failing actor who lives next door. Like that's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But for QT, it, it doesn't. It's not a genius QT script. Right. Like in Glorious Bastards, you take all the stories that intertwine in Glorious Bastards. It's fucking great. Oh yeah. That, it, oh, dude, you're fucking doing this shit with Nazis, and then there's the the Jew hunter, and mm-hmm. the, and and they mix, and then also the girl who owns the theater, who was almost killed by the Jew hunter when she was uh, you know, like three years ago. Like all that stuff can take five years. This I, the, the story's not intricate is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, the story's not intricate enough to take five years. Yeah, and maybe it's more of like, oh yeah, I wrote you know, well you know, I wrote the first thirty pages, and then I I, yeah. I got back to it a couple of years later, and it's fine, and then like maybe like yes, that exactly but five years. I know. I, I would understand the pre-production being five years, so that yeah. was kind of strange. Yeah, a lot of strange facts and little things we're there, learning about. Yeah, this not film. a lot of good trivia in it. You know, no, you know what, before, dude? Not a lot of because you know because the reason why I feel like because there's 77 pieces of trivia as of right now, and I'm sure there'll be more after the weekend. What do you really want to know? Like, what do you really want to know about this movie after seeing it? I don't know. Because well, yeah, but I don't know if that's a fair question because there's a lot of other movies where I don't know what I want to know, but then I read the trivia and go, oh, okay, I didn't know. Like, I do want to know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like aside from with the advertisements and things that are real, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. That's that's there. I don't know. I just, I don't know what it's what's going to really wow me in the 77 pieces of trivia is on my point. Okay. That's um, my that's my take on it. I got you. Oh, what shot on 35 millimeter film? Because he does that for all of them. Yeah. And listen, I'm giving him all the credit in the world when it comes to how the movie looked and and how it was all set up and and, and to show how they shot movies back in the day. And from an actor's perspective, there's a lot of other things that go into it. That's fine. Mm. All that stuff is great, but it doesn't make it a good movie for, you know, uh, like to put in the annals of history. You know, it just doesn't it, it to me, it doesn't definitely on the delay and four four movies are better. Quentin Tarantino, you know, four movies are better than this movie. Not even a doubt. I, I don't know oh, if you can yeah. argue that. Oh, without Pulpy, a doubt. Reservoir, Inglorious, and Quentin and uh, Django. Without a doubt, yeah, you can't argue that. Like, not even a choice. And no. Inglorious and Django came out like back to back. Not like time, but I'm saying those yeah. were they, they were in order. Yeah. is what I'm trying to say. And they were very comparable. They felt mm. the same. Right. They felt like, oh, this is a Quentin Tarantino movie. You throw on. 10 minutes of it, you go, yeah, it's Quentin Tarantino movie. the same hue around No it. question. Yeah. yeah, like it just felt the same. Yeah. This doesn't feel like that. No, it's a total, It's. I mean, it's one of his most, I guess you can say, one of his most unique films based on Tarantino's style, yeah. right? Not for a positive. Yeah, no, 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 no. But just so different. Yeah. This is so different than yeah. most of the things he's done. It's just chronological like, too. It's chronological, I mean, when you looked at um, Hateful Eight and you're going, oh, yeah, that's like a play. Okay, yeah. you could say that that's unique in its own sense because it's, it's the not first a, one of his, it's one location for the most yeah, part. Yeah, there's no really story Right, right, yeah. These two, th- those two Tarantino films lack story no more question. than any other. No question. Th- there's no, there's no, like, there's no motives and, in, like, arcs. It's, and you can say that even Pulp Fiction, you can say, hey, like, there's not a big story in Pulp Fiction. It's just a bunch of characters mm. that are doing their own thing that intertwine. Right. But that in itself is a story. Right. So you give these characters awesome personalities and awesome, it's all these stupid fucking meaningless conversations that they have, but it lets us know who they are. Right. And when they're going on all these journeys, but then they connect somehow, that's a, that's one overarching story in itself. Yeah. So point. if someone were to argue, I would say, no, 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 you put all this together, that makes it an awesome story. For sure. Right? So that's what I mean. I don't want people like listening to this and be like, well, hey man, 
Pulp Fiction, like, the story's not, like, crazy in that, you know? But no, it's the whole thing put together that makes it that one story. I'm not saying all the stories are awesome because they're right. not awesome, right? Right, 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 right. Um, and Reservoir Dogs is the same thing. Like, mm -hmm. the story's not really great, but that's almost more of a Hateful Eight-ish kind of thing right. where it's a bunch of people in one location, mm -hmm. intricately done and well-crafted characters and it's a, there's a mystery aspect to it right what's going on who do i trust here what yeah what what is this you know right. what happened what didn't we see yeah what was like who's yeah. right who's wrong mm -hmm. who's good who's bad that's so that's that's gripping mm -hmm. in itself that is what grips you to a movie right. this movie didn't grip me and mm -hmm. that's what i look for when i go to a movie whether i'm seeing a horror movie comedy mm -hmm. whatever it is i want to be enthralled by this movie i want to be glued to the screen and mm -hmm. i wasn't glued to the screen i was more glued to the screen in anticipation watching this movie right you considered a bogey at one point i feel you dude yeah i really i would never get up because i know qt and i love qt so much mm -hmm. that I would never risk miss. It's almost like how you didn't want to piss. Oh, I had to piss, Same guys, exact an hour thing. In, Same exact thing. It's like twice. I would never do it because you don't want to miss five minutes where QT's going to throw something up no. and you're going to go, fuck, I missed that I, scene. Could, I could imagine myself coming back and like, dude, I'd be like, I'll mm -hmm. I, uh, it was so I'll great. I'll tell you later. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like, think about how many Quentin Tarantino movies, especially the top four, have iconic scenes mm. in the beginning, in the middle, in the end, everywhere. Oh, yeah. This didn't it had one yeah really one that's it it had one it's and the it's the climax that's which it. is always supposed to be right. the most you know entertaining scene of yeah. a movie is supposed to be the climax oh, everything's yeah. leading up to this that's a good so point, dude. yeah the, it, it, like you i could have walked out you could have went to piss like there there weren't a lot of things that you needed mm -hmm. to see in order to follow the story in right. this not at all I not at all i should have not at I all didn't. yeah just but like I'm, you could i'm saying you 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 could could you don't need to see a lot of things in this movie. Right. You really don't. You're not going to miss out. You really don't. You're not going to miss out on the story because and, there's not much. Yeah, story. and even if you take like the scene with Brad Pitt and Bruce Dern when they're going to the thing, if even if that is inconsequential and in that you, you just need to show that Brad Pitt goes to the ranch so that yeah. later on he recognizes them. Yeah. That's fine. But it's like the Royale with Cheese conversation in Pulp Fiction where make Brad Pitt and Bruce Stern have a great conversation. Yeah. Make them have an awesome conversation. Who's That's there? great. Who's that? It was just so, you're right, inconsequential. Yeah, I'm Who saying make it. To? Yeah, but it could, no, my point is it can still be inconsequential, like the Royale with Cheese. That means mm. nothing. Mm. That it could still be that, but make it an, a good conversation. Yeah, Quentin yeah, yeah, yeah. the best at that. The tipping conversation is inconsequential oh, yeah. in the opening to Reservoir Dogs. Like, yeah. That means nothing. Great combo. But it's a great conversation, mm -hmm. and it lets you know who these characters are. So he's good at doing that, and he kind of failed at this one. Yeah. He kind of failed at doing those awesome conversations that no one else can write. Yeah. I didn't see it in this movie. Yeah. I didn't see him in this movie at all. It just didn't all. feel like Tarantino's... The Hateful Eight has more yeah. of those conversations yeah, 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 than this yeah, yeah. does. Without sure. a doubt. There's a lot of... There's like 20 little mini conversations that you can be like, oh, no, I get it. I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, in this one, you're right. It's just it's just so far from what I think we came to expect from Tarantino. And, yeah. what, we like, and what we like about Tarantino. What we like about yeah, Tarantino, exactly. Yeah. It's almost like this was the opposite of his other movies. He was worried about setting the tone of 1960s Hollywood, mm. right? In all of his other movies, he's not worried about setting a tone for the Civil War right. with Django. It doesn't feel like the Civil War. It feels right. like a stylized version of the Civil War. Yeah. World War II and Glorious Bastards. doesn't feel like World War II. It feels like a stylized version of World War yeah. II. This, he's trying to literally replicate, replicate 1960s Hollywood. Yep. Obviously not with the actors Rick Dalton's made up and yeah. the Charles Manson murders are changed, but with the overall look and feel of the movie, yep. he's trying to replicate it all. So I feel like he kind of lost his way mm. a little bit 
where that's not the most important part. You want to give us the QT Hollywood. Right. Don't give us what Hollywood was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us the QT version of Hollywood. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I, I, there, there was something missing. And guys, again, we just saw this movie, yeah. have had no time to, you know, like a steak, digest it. Mm-hmm. This, these are all our rapid reacts. Oh, yeah. All our rapid reactions. So don't judge us if you don't have enough insight on it. Mm-hmm. We haven't studied it. We haven't broken down the complexities of each character and their motivations. None of that bullshit. Yeah. We just saw it and we're just giving you how we felt Should about it. Should be called it. Fiends Watch Fresh Takes. Fresh That's Takes. Is. That's exactly. It, it's the freshest take you're going to get. Yeah, next Fresh time you watch a movie, you go, okay, in 20 minutes, I'm yeah, going like, to give I'm, an hour and a half talk about it. We're turning a mic on. Yeah, I just watched <laughs> this. We're turning a mic on. What did you think of yeah, it? And, and that's exactly what we do. It's fine. You're just having can, a conversation with your friend about the movie. But see, I don't feel like we did Midsummer a while back, which mm-hmm. is the last movie we saw and then came to do this right yeah, away. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like I'm going to change my mind much on this movie. I know what you mean. I don't feel like I'm going to change my mind too much on this movie. I don't I feel like I'm going to throw it. On the film. I think I'm set on how yeah. exactly what you just said. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm going to change. I, I could, you know, flip like flip hop a little bit. Yeah. Maybe go, oh, you know what? No, no, no. I have a different appreciation. But it's not. Instantly when I saw Inglorious and when I saw Django mm. in theaters, instantly I said, oh, my God, one of my favorite movies. They were so They're good. They're both one of my favorite movies. They're so good. This didn't do it for me, man. And Are I you going to watch think- it on iTunes? Watch one on this? This. Uh, it comes out? Probably not. Yeah. I'll probably wait um, and just like when it's on movie, like I have no desire to really throw it. There's nothing that me personally gravitated towards to where I say, oh, this is my kind of shit and I want to see this again. No. Right. If I grew up, if I was born in 1955 and I love spaghetti westerns mm. and I loved old school Hollywood, like I'm sure my granddad might have loved right, this movie. Right. He was in the business in that time. Like I'm sure he might have loved that, lo- loved this movie. I don't know. But not me, man. Mm-hmm. Not me. Yeah, I bet you he would have related to it. They showed a couple things with Col- you saw the logo for Columbia. That was pretty Columbia, hundred cool. percent. Saw the stuff. Columbia. Yep. Oh yeah. Obviously, loved all it. the stuff, dude. All the landmarks in Hollywood mm. were awesome. Everything mm-hmm. was transported back in time. The fucking there's that word for it, and I always forget it. Of mm-hmm. on a movie set, what they call that of when you're doing a period piece. There's a word for all that stuff is that's supposed to be in the time period. Oh, there's a word for it. I yeah. don't know what it is, but there is a word for that. So. When it comes to that, they nailed it. There oh, is yeah. not one thing that I know we didn't live through it, but that I can look at and go, no, no, no. Didn't yeah, feel 69. Yeah, yeah. Didn't feel like 70s. Right. No, 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 no. This felt point. like it. Everything felt like it. Yeah. The cars, the clothes, the fucking, everything. the products, bro. Yeah, like the pro- everything. The products were great because they're so old that you're like, I've never saw that saw before. But exactly. It must have never been seen 69. This. Never seen this before. Yeah. Nope. Never seen this. Never seen that. So I didn't see any Big Apple cigarettes. Which, no, because uh, he's trying to set again, the fucking, well, stylized. couldn't Brad Pitt have had? Remember, he takes out the pack of cigarettes like four he times. He does. I wonder. I don't know, though. That's a they, good point. There was no, I'm saying they could, there was no they close up on have. them, right? Yeah, so they yeah, could yeah. have been. Yeah, that's a good point. They could have been red apple cigarettes, which, oh, guys, shit. if you don't know, those are QT cigarette brands that he puts in all his movies, just, yeah. to, just, so, you, just so you know. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not that interested, even if there was. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. What do you think it will uh, we'll do the score last? What do you think it'll make this weekend, as we do for all the films that we mm, do? I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe like 20 mil? Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to go 50. I think that's a lot. I I don't think people are... Wait, what day is it today? Oh, no, no. Okay, I thought it was like Tuesday. No, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it could be anywhere. I get it. I I mean, there weren't a lot of people in our show, but again, it's Thursday. And 4 o'clock. Thursday at 4 o'clock. Again, I don't know. I don't flick... Like, nowadays, people want to go to The Lion King. They want to go to fucking... You know, this might be one of those movies where... 
it's the Hollywood bubble. Mm. It's that, you know, people really love it in the Hollywood bubble. And yeah. it, it could, listen, it can make 20, it can make, you know, $80 million right. opening weekend. We don't know. But looking at user reviews, people like it. But mm. I looked at the dates of those user reviews. Mm. They're all from, a lot of them are from June or from July. Mm. So they all went to screenings. They're all people who went to screenings. Yeah. So it's different when you see a movie at like a festival or something. It's just way different. You feel like you're getting like a... You're in on it. Like when we went to see The Room. Yeah, you're in on it. It's like when we went to see The Room within, yeah. in, in, in New York. It's like you feel like you're a part of it and yeah. in on it and you're seeing it early. Oh, no, I got to like it, you know? Yeah, for so, sure. But to me, it didn't, it didn't live up to what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be... I'll tell you what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be Pulp Fiction-esque where there's a bunch of characters who you see more than once mm-hmm. living in 1969 Hollywood and it culminates in the Manson murders. Yeah. That's what I thought it was going to be, but it wasn't. It's you're right. following this actor, see a couple scenes with Sharon Tate in this and that, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's that's, a, it. that's that's all it is. Yeah. That is all it is. It I'm wasn't, with you on that, though. Yeah, that's because I, I want to be fair. I want to like, well, if you didn't want this, what did you want? Yeah. So I just want to tell people what I did. I, I did want that. I Everything wanted it. Everything you just said sounds awesome, and that's what I want to do. Right? It's yeah, like everybody, sure. even if you want to set it on three days, that's awesome. Yeah, Like a lot sure. can happen in a day. Pulp Absolutely. Fiction fucking day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, do that. That's awesome. But have a bunch of characters that we follow and we see come back and da-da-da-da-da, you know? Yeah. Do that. Don't just set it where the main focus is a failing actor's career. Spaghetti Western. Yeah, he just wants to make all these Westerns, man. Yeah. He he wants it's a memory movie. 100%. It's a memory movie. It's, it's a, a nostalgia it. movie. He grew up watching it. Yep. He's paying homage. Yep. He paid homage a couple hundred bucks. I saw and, him. Oh, do. bro, bro, bro. More. You think more? He do this for this? Oh, uh, he paid the, homage six 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 thousand dollars at least. And we're not even talking about the uh, the currency, the difference between sixty nine inflation. inflation. Dude, come on, man! It's oh at my least god, six grand. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at Forget least six it. grand. Man. He paid homage. He a paid lot. homage very hard, man. If homage isn't satisfied this weekend, then fuck homage. Yeah, then he fuck should him. never be paid again. Yeah, this, no, this he is the last ne- movie he, that homage is involved with ever, because this dude. is one of the biggest times he's gotten paid ever, ever, ever. Fuck him. All right, so we'll do a score. Yeah, let's uh, do a so score. I went first for things. For so the, you, that, you, you give me the score, dude. Sure, man. My overall score for this movie. Is a 7.8. 7.8? Yeah. I thought you were going to go 8 point something. Oh, that's cool, man. Think so? I'll give it for everything, taking everything into consideration. Yeah. Everything, like just from scratch. It's written and directed by one person. I'll give it a 7 on the dot. Okay. I'll say a 7 on the dot. If How this movie has a 70% that? on Rotten Tomatoes, right. totally fine. I'm like, yeah, it should. And you but never thought we'd be doing this review tonight and you would say anything less than an 8.0 guys, for we Tarantino. Were Guys, we were fucking amped for this movie. Like Once a, upon a time in Hollywood. Like a lot of people are. Yeah. And just look at the title in itself. Once upon a time, dot 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 in Hollywood. Right. So once upon a time is what? Fairy, it's tale. fairy tale. So it's like you knew things were gonna be different and it was gonna be kind of like, oh, it's a little bit of a fucking different take on mm. whatever's going on. If yeah. you want to do a different, you know, it's a made-up actor. Yeah. He said it was a combination of three different people. You yep. know what I'm saying? So that's fine. But it, it, it didn't have that 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 magic to it. But to some people watching mm. who are 50 years old, yeah. they're going, oh my God, this movie was so had the magic of Hollywood yeah. in it for me. That's why people are going to like it. Not me. Right. Just not me, bro. We're not, that's not our demographic. Not our, yeah. It's I, not a cup of tea. I don't know, man. It should have been called Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time. Quentin Tarantino's love letter to Hollywood. dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood. yeah, that's what yeah. it should have been because it was a love letter to Hollywood. And hey, man, we said it with Midsummer, but I'm not going to say it with this. 
I was like, I could change my mind you know, fucking next oh, week. I might yeah, come yeah. in and go, oh my God, this was garbage. Midsummer had too much it didn't make sense. Da-da-da. With this, I don't think so. I'm gonna always hover around this opinion. Yeah. Uh, I can't see it changing much. Yes. I don't actually I, I actually I, I agree with you. I'm actually, I know I'm set in my way with the film. Right. I don't think I could ever love it anymore or hate it anymore. I okay. just know where it's at. There's that flat line exactly. for it. And uh, I'll, it's a good point. I'll never watch this again and be like, I hate it more. Right. But I don't think I'll watch it again and go, oh my God, I fucking love it. No. It won't happen. <laughs> no. It just won't Flat happen. Flatline, dude. Flatline, dude. Yeah. Almost like a sociopath looks at all of us, guys. Just, yeah, just nothing. Zero. Just no feeling whatsoever. Oh, you're going to die tomorrow. Okay. That's fine. Doesn't matter. Oh, you're going to live for another hundred years. Okay. Cool. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't care. Oh, you had turkey. Oh, great. Cool. You know, oh, you're trapped under a car. Awesome. All I'm right. going to go get a bagel. Get out of here, you know? Yeah, that's it. That's we are the this movie is the sociopath of Tarantino. Film. Yes. All right. So before we wrap, let's say biggest positive and biggest negative specifically. Okay. For I'll sure. go first with a positive. Sure. My biggest positive is the chemistry and dynamic between Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth. Those are my. That's my number one about this movie. When I, you when you take everything into consideration, from with product, everything in consideration, everything they are gold. That's my. Right? I'm gonna agree with you, and that's okay. my biggest that's positive the is the biggest chemistry positive. between those two actors. Mm-hmm. They nailed it. Okay, so now I went first for positive. You go first for negative. What's your biggest negative about this movie? Aside, like sp- specific? No, no, no. Yeah. Not aside from anything, your aside biggest thing. Uh, no, Dude, my, you could say. No, 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 I'm no, just no, saying your no, biggest. No, no, it could be the biggest negative is the lack of Tarantino storytelling. The okay. storytelling aspect that we all come to love. I want specifically though, like specifically. Do you? Want specific? That's why I, I mean, said honestly, but I, I think that is the biggest issue. The biggest issue is the story. I know, but it's like the biggest. Okay. All right. Okay. Then right, I'll then say the same from thing. That, I want to think about this. My biggest negative is the foot on the windshield. What, and dude, it's wet. Want. And you see the sliding of it and you're going, ah! Guys, past like a love's feet, but I he's fucking, just making this I'm up. the opposite of Tarantino. Tarantino's yeah. like, I put, I put some more film. More feet. Hey, you're not barefoot. I'm going, everyone I'm a sociopath when it comes to feet. I just don't care. I fucking hate that okay. wet, dirty feet, dude. All right. Oh, and she's been walking for hours. Take it easy, dude. We got to be PC towards feet. People have them, and people love them, and they take care of them sometimes, you know? Yeah, but most people don't. Okay. That's my biggest negative. Okay. Sure. I'll drop my biggest negative. Um, I would say my biggest negative, obviously, storytelling, but more specifically, no interweaving storytelling. No, there was nothing that was connecting all of these things that were going on, mm-hmm. the only thing that connected them was that these two people lived right next to each other. Yeah. So obviously, like you said, the biggest flaw is the story, but specifically, mm-hmm. no, no interwining stories, man. No fucking awesome connections. If someone's going to even... I'm sorry, go ahead. Can I finish one thought, dude, for the day? Try it. Jesus, man. Now I forgot because you're... I was like, wow. Interweaving. Ashkaba, ashkaba. Now see, yeah, it just... All his other movies, how everything connects is is flawlessly done, and this just didn't have it, and that's what I wanted because of the Pulp Fiction comparison that came out a couple months ago. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say to me to cut you off, was if you're going to mention Pulp Oh, you meant fi- to. See, because now I'm cutting you off. If you're going to mention you Pulp Fiction-esque, yeah. give us Pulp Fiction-esque. Exactly, dude. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. So um, that's it, man. Yeah, um, dude, it was uh, it was an experience to see. Yeah, I'm glad we saw For it sure. right when it came out because it would be killing me. Yeah, I'd be like, dude, what do, what do people think? What is it? Oh my I god! Know. Oh my god! Oh my god! I know. So I'm glad we saw it. I'm glad. For we sure, saw it. I'm still glad we saw it. Um, I wonder what the next one will be. Yeah, who knows? So guys, yeah, uh, again, thank you so much for stopping by the watch one more time. As always, we love you. We don't hate you, but we love you just enough. We will be back with something dope next time.